0: Hello everyone, we welcome you all to the Shillong Saga podcast of I am Shillong, introduced by the Alumni Committee. Today, we have the pleasure of hosting Mr. Bala Muthukrishnan as our fourth guest for the second season of the Shillong Saga. Welcome Bala. Thank you. Allow me to introduce our listeners to our esteemed guest for this episode. Mr. Bala Muthukrishnan is an alumnus of I am Shillong, Having graduated from the batch of 2013 to 2015, currently he serves as a product manager at Google, one of the leading technological giants. Bala has held various roles within Google, showcasing his versatility and expertise in the technology industry. In addition to his work at Google, he has also completed an executive marketing program at the Wharton School. During his time at AM Shillong, he served as the office bearer of the placement committee. He also emerged as the national winner for the L'Oreal Brandstorm and has represented India among 45 other countries in Paris. He is also an amnesty of PSG College of Technology, Coimbatore. His insights and experience are sure to provide our listeners with valuable knowledge and inspiration. We are delighted to have him on our podcast today and look forward to learning more about his journey and the lessons he has learned along the way.
1: So, Baraf, there's one thing that you'd like to change about your time at Shalong, what would it be? I think uh, <laughs> I think when I came into IAMShalong, I, I, I used to think I was meant to do marketing and I still value marketing a lot. Um, and I, I think it has a place for sure um but now i am not i'm not pro marketing right now at this point right and for myself um like i said marketing is very important i think there are different tenets of marketing which would be important if there is one thing that i think i should have done more is actually finance uh because that's one that's that's a skill that's going to help you in your real world once you become a professional you really have to understand how to think about your own personal finance right forget about the Forget about the investment banking part, but it needs to help you. How do you think about your money? How do you think about active income and passive income? How do you think about savings? How do you think about investments? Yeah, I, I, I wish I had learned a thing or two about that. It it has, it has, uh, you know, it's it's like sometimes when I think about, oh wait, how do I think about my own personal income and all those things? I I try to read up, and then I realize, crap! If, if only I had learned this in the two years properly and i'm pretty sure there was a subject for this a course for this i just didn't learn that's really so that's yes just about focus on focusing on that um the other piece that comes to mind is i think i wish i had taken a bit more uh i wish i had been much more risk prone um i think you know i, I was coming from tamil nadu right and it's and, and Sharat, you probably know this, but yeah. it's, it's a long journey from there. Um, and probably true for a lot of other states in India, too. Like if you were to go to Shillang, if everyone, barring folks on the East and Northeast, everyone else is making a long trip for sure. So um, it's far off from what you call home. You, you sort of get the mental freedom. You don't have the financial pressure yet. Right? Because the expectation for you is for those two years to... Not earn money, but still be okay. Attend the classes and make the most out of the two years. Do your clubs, competitions, committees, and all those things. Right. So I think it's 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 the best setup for you to take risks in in your own way, right? And mm-hmm. what would that be? Is is something that's a question for uh, every individual. But how how do you want to explore that part of you? Because down the line, you if you ever want to evaluate, if you if you want to quit your uh, typical nine-to-five job and start something of your own how would you know what what that feeling is you need to have some sort of a feeling some sort of uh, some sort of what it means right sure can you do it without that yeah a lot of people have probably uh, but I think it's the best two years where you can explore some version of it um, a couple of things that I had in mind which I, I couldn't explore well i blame time but i, I i'm 100 percent sure that's an excuse that i'm giving myself is <laughs> is that um i wanted to start something hyper focused on data sciences and analytics uh, i know we have a we have an id club uh, uh, but but just, at least back by itself, right? And, and i don't know how much we go deep into data sciences part of it maybe now folks do i don't know uh so you 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 both can keep me honest there but um, I wish we had done more around it because we are in a generation or in a, in, a, in a setup where not just one discipline, but all the disciplines out there in the corporate world is is, is taking decisions based on data, right? And how what, what are the fundamentals there? And sure, there are a couple of courses there as well, but I, I wish I, I had done more out of it. I wish I had, I had explored a little bit more about that um besides the classroom setup and the course that you had yeah it's not it's not as much about regrets i think it's really that i wish i had taken more risk i wish i had uh, paid attention to a couple of more courses that's really it but apart from that i don't think i have a whole lot of regrets. if anything i am glad i tried a few things i'm glad i had two years of two years of a lot of fun just imbibing imbibing everything that was happening on that campus and I think you both told me you're still in the old campus, which is small, cozy. Uh, there is also a sense yeah. of scarcity. I think, right? You, you, you have rains <laughs> in Guwahati and you don't get milk. Like that's that's how things are happening more frequently. Um, I think I think constraints really make your environment amazing because that's when the the journey of overcoming those constraints is what is what makes all of us uh, feel that sense of purpose. Also, right? Sure, in that moment you feel a bit frustrated, but if you were to look back after you graduate you would you would have learned to think or to you would have learned how to manage in in those conditions and that's that's a very 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 profound learning um so so yeah i I really have mostly fond memories of those two years of time and and yeah i I think i would give anything to go back there
0: (laughs) (laughs) right so yeah bala i think probably this is the last year we will be staying back at knock I think from next year, mm-hmm. all the other batches would be moving to Umshawali. So that's a sad part. We love Nang Thumai and it's like really an amazing campus as you mentioned.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll make the new campus also memorable. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think Nang Thamai campus really forces us to stay close to each other. That's what I tell, like, there wasn't a day where I didn't run into, we, have, we were a batch of 119, right? There wasn't a day where we didn't run into the rest of 118 all. I yeah. mean, unless you are logged up in your own room, yeah. uh, <laughs> even if you came out, you would see all those 118 people in some way perform. That's, that's how close to knit we were. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, so moving on, Bala, uh, can you tell us like uh, about your current role at Google? And like, what is, you know, we would want to know what is like your day to day responsibilities? How does your day go about uh, a little bit on
1: Sure. I am a product manager here uh, in the payment space within Google. Broadly, you can think about product management uh, as as of two kinds. I mean, there could be many kinds, I'm sure, but uh, if you were to think about people who are working on the front-end features and who are focused on, let's say the the example that I give is, let's say the Netflix app. You're working on the Netflix app, you are trying to understand, hey, how can the app be made better? Are, are, are there uh, flows where uh, users are getting stuck or is are some features buggy, like let's say you want to cast your Netflix app to a TV and you're not able to, then you're hyper focused on what is the experience of the customers or the users with the, uh, with the with the front end of the app, right? Now, from a systems perspective, that's one way that's really focused on the front end, the features. Right. And then there is also the back end part of it where you're building capabilities, right? So. I am more on the back end part where I'm building capabilities. And that's why my team is the payments platform team. Um, And what do we do? So payments platform within Google is is essentially the monetization engine for all the other uh, products within Google. Uh, More than 100 first party products that we have within Google. And we are the ones who ensure that monetization happens within each of those products, right? There are a set of UIs, APIs, interfaces, Capabilities, infrastructure that that allow us to uh, make payments within each of the other products. So, to give you an example, if you 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 all would have heard about Google Ads as a product, yeah. Right. So, what do you do with Google Ads? You set up ad campaigns, you run ads, and as 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 an advertiser who is running those ads, you will have to pay Google for the ads that you uh, that you are running. So, the way that payment works is through us like we we are the engine that ensures that advertisers are able to pay google for the ads that they have consumed same goes with cloud um if you consume cloud services and if you have to pay google then it's through us that they are able to pay right so that's that's me now from a day-to-day responsibility perspective i think it's it's actually a very unique role and i'm very happy to be in this team because i think you know, when you think about being a PM, a lot of people, even if you think about, if you were to watch all those mock interview videos on YouTube, you will see a lot of the, lot of the top ten products that you see there. Right? Hey, how to be a, fa- how to be a PM? How do you think about being a PM for, let's say, Facebook or WhatsApp? Or uh, if you are a PM for WhatsApp, how will you improve? Uh, how will you? What, what are the top three features that you will think about for WhatsApp? Right? So all those top glamorous products is what really you think about. I, on a day-to-day basis, on the other hand, I have to think about capabilities that make other products better. So, at any point in time, I am not just a PM for payments. I'm also a PM for ads. I'm also a PM for cloud. I'm also a PM for adSense or Play developers or whatever. Right. So, the, that is to me a very multifaceted approach that uh, that I have to take. It's more of a necessity. Okay. And I enjoy doing that, that I have to wear multiple hats in terms of the different products that I need to understand. Um, what might I be doing on a day-to-day basis? I might be thinking about coming up with a common capability that can make monetization on all these products better. So how do I bring about that capability? And that's not easy because the needs of one product might be different from the needs of another product, right? For example, if advertisers are coming to Google ads, what they want to see and what they want to experience, even if it's in the paying journey, would be very different from what they want to experience uh, from cloud. The needs of cloud customers would be very different. So how do I come up with that common capability that suits the customer base for the ads product, which are mostly advertisers and maybe publishers too, and then how it also suits the needs of cloud customers on cloud products, right? So um, I think about these capabilities, I worked with my engineers, UX, and other cross-functional partners to build these capabilities and and that's how I drive value. Right? So that's that's my day-to-day journey. Um right. there is another thing that I focus on that our team focuses on rather is identity. How do we how do you think about digital identity? Mm-hmm. Um and I I don't I think the thinking around identity is still nascent, but it's I am I'm 100% confident that we all and we all will think about it a lot more right so let me give you a rather simplistic example um, how many how many gmail IDs do you have
0: for oh, me two bala
1: two right and but it's um, on the other hand how many passports do you have
0: <laughs> one
1: right so so Why do you have only one passport for, and again, let's say only one country, right? Like you, you you're only given one passport for a country. You are, but you are free to have two Gmail IDs. You can also have three Gmail IDs maybe, right? If you want to create another one, you can. What I'm getting at is how there is a reason why you have one passport, which is that that is your unique identification as mandated by the Indian government, right? you have two Gmail IDs and that makes your digital identity fragmented. Uh, my job or my team's job is to think about how do you think about this digital identity and how do you bring it closer to the real identity which is like your passport rather. right? And That's just an analogy but we're not trying to make digital identity similar to passport but what we are trying to do is how do you make digital identity robust? What are the use cases of digital identity? Because we believe, we have a vision that this is going to be more and more important in the years to come, as you think about internet security and keeping data safe on the internet, making it privacy centric, and whatnot. And also, it ties back to payments. You can now. You might think, why? What does identity have to do with payments? Okay. If you think about it, it actually may, it it is it is like the bare bone, it, It's the staple thing for payments. If you know who mm-hmm. are the entities that are transacting, which is the identity piece of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: making payments becomes easier so right. so that's that's the f- philosophy we have uh, mine is a payments platform team I also I focus on the monetization part of it yes but I also focus a good chunk of my time on the identity piece of it
0: great so but I'm sure like uh, there's a lot of broadband enthusiasts in our batch this term and Shillong is growing in the field of broadband with time and they would love to hear like, what it is you know, to work in Google as a broadband. So that's great.
1: Hmm. So Bara, moving on. So you have worked in various roles inside Google and from you are a market enthusiast to start with, and now we are a product manager. So how did you navigate your career path inside Google? Yeah. <coughs> well, the short answer is I didn't know what I wanted. <laughs> that's the short answer. Um, hmm. But, but let me explain my thinking, right? so when I, uh, <coughs> I think, when you think about Google or any big company for that matter, it's rather easier if you think about it as as a foot in the door, right? You, you are getting exposed to this big company, you have gotten into it. And now what, right? Um, sometimes we tie, we give a lot more value to that first opportunity that we get in that big company. And we fail to see what else is happening in this big company. So when I came into Google, I realized that this was a really big company. There's a lot of things. There are a lot of things that are happening within the company, both in terms in terms of the different set of products that we have, the nuances of okay. Google being different uh, geographies, the nuances of some business within Google being completely different from another business. Like cloud business is different from ads. It's different from what we want to do with uh, self-driving cars or Waymo. Uh, it's different from what we are doing with maps. Yet, there is also a there is also a common theme, uh, which is which is essentially the vision or vision that Google has. Right. So, I realized I wanted to explore different facets of the company, and and I have this. I think I, what I what I wanted was, if I were to leave Google, I I should have had the feeling that I've explored enough of Google. And to right. me, that that thought was very strong in my head, and that's how I started uh, started thinking about it. And um, so, yeah, I, I joined in a role in Google, which was more of a digital marketing consulting job. It, it used to be called as campaign manager back then. Made it sound as if I was, I was doing some political work, but no, I was not doing any political. <laughs> work. Um, I was I was managing ad campaigns and doing that for uh, our largest advertisers uh, that we have for Google. And uh, when I did that. Yes, I got to understand how wide and broad Google is, because uh, because, of, uh, because of the various products that we had, and also the different functional uh, roles that are there, right, and uh, I joined the Google Hyderabad office, and I was working across two, three geographies on a day-to-day basis, um, and realized how the roles in India, in Hyderabad could be very different from the roles in the US, could be very different from any market in Europe Mm. so all that just kept made me fascinated about exploring different parts of Google so yeah I I ensured that I tried moving within Google learned um, that moving was not easy at all I think that's one assumption that people make sitting outside Google which is that hey now that you're into Google it should be easy right well not really I think the advantage that we have is we have a good understanding of what the company is you have certain, uh, we have access to information that could help us understand whatever role that you're trying to get to within Google. You you can, there is access to information. You can try to get it. You can understand the role and then give your best shot in the interview process and in the selection process. So, so yeah, I did that. So when I, when I completed my two, two and a half years in India, I realized that I wanted to move on and I go more into back then. I thought I wanted to become a product marketer applied for roles. I was not really specifically focusing on uh, coming to the US. I was really uh, trying to get to a good opportunity. That that was my focus. It just happened to be that US was the one where I got the opportunity. Uh, I also had another opportunity in London, which was not a product marketing opportunity. So I took on this product marketing opportunity here in uh, Google New York, came over here to the States in 2018. Did the did a mix of product marketing, marketing analytics, strategy and operations, uh, data analytics. I was leading a leading a team of analysts back then, mm-hmm. uh, did that for two, two and a half years. And then I realized I wanted to explore more on the product side because my product marketing, as much as the name says product, uh, you don't get involved in shaping of the product as much. Uh, okay. You come a little later in the process to drive value, but I wanted to get on i wanted to be there when the inception of the idea happens and how the idea becomes a feature and, and then it adds on to the product and drives value right so mm-hmm. i wanted to be there from a to z so that's why i came to the product talk a part of me was still a part of me was still uh, wanting to be a consultant i don't know why um, my <laughs> consultant friends i know for sure they hate their jobs so it was surprising to them, that I wanted to be a consultant and I was like, yeah, let me try a consulting type gig within Google that is that gets me closer to the product. So I took on this strategy and operations role, um, which I did for a couple of years. And soon enough, I realized what I truly wanted was product management. And that's when I moved to product management. Right. So it's been a good journey. I think what this has helped me is keep my skills afresh. Um I have had the fortunate, uh, fortunate opportunity to work across at least three, four PAs right now, when I say PAs, sorry, I'm, look at me, I'm already talking Google jargon, <laughs> um, four product areas uh, to a good depth, I've explored a good chunk of ads, I've worked on uh, devices and services, uh, I was doing business development for the Chromecast business um, back in India, and then um, I've had exposure now to payments, and I'm also through a couple of my projects. I'm also getting exposure to the club product, right? So, I think this it's 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 my journey to have diverse skills within the company, explore different different tenets of this company, different facets of this company, uh, different products, different geographies, which I've gotten right now at least two officially. Um, I also had the opportunity to go to Dublin and Zurich when I when after coming here, uh, so understanding that those markets as well. Um, I think the broad point here is to to keep your journey as interesting as possible, even if you're staying within the same company, right? And it's not something specific to Google, honestly. I think Google, that I'm I'm fortunate for because Google is a company that that has created these official paths for you to move horizontally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to think there is some opportunity in all the big companies like this, especially companies which have various verticals and products. Um, you should try to explore within the same company, right? That's one thing that I would definitely tell to folks who are graduating right now and who are still going through the confused paths that I was going through. And I'm still confused by the way. If someone asks me, do I have clarity? Absolutely not. And I don't <coughs> want to come to a situation of having clarity because I feel, I feel if you think about the broad scheme of how things are changing in the macroeconomic world, it, it's almost like you don't want to have clarity because the moment you think you have figured it out, you realize you really have it. Right? Like what more could be a better example than COVID? Right, right. Um, no one expected it. It, w- it was a giant experiment that happened at the world level and everyone was adapting businesses were adapting as individuals we were adapting how to work from home how to work from office or, or how to do a hybrid families were kids they were adapting how do you think about childcare they were adapting healthcare how to stay safe we we all were adapting right so really the, the that one skill it it, it, it may sound cliched the one skill that we all need is do you know how to uh, adapt to whatever situation that is um for me the, exploring different different uh, parts of google is my way of learning how to do that but it could be something else for someone else right so so yeah really keep at it uh, focus on it even if you join a big company it need not be that you have to do the same job right and uh, i get that some companies are more friendlier in, in making people move or giving them an opportunity to move within the same company but give it a shot try it you would never know until you try it um the other thing that I would say is, I think you know the the focus that we all have on vertical growth, get to the promotion, get to a get to a better rating, and all those things is something that is important. I think all of us should keep trying to grow, but growth need not be unidimensional in that sense. Growth can also come from moving horizontally. Growth can also come from moving geographies and countries. Um, growth can also come from actually leaving a big company and going to a small company, or the other way around, leaving a small company and going to a big company, right? Um, have a, have a more mature definition of growth is, is really what I would say.
0: Right. Uh, I think I completely agree with your point about like growth doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, unidimensional in its form. It can be in any and every way. So Bala, we talked about, you know, you moving to various roles and you talked about it required a lot of upskilling from your part from time to time. So, you know, how did you keep uh, like up to date with the industry trends what were the skills you had to i'm sure you had to work personally on you know uh, gaining different kind of skills for different type of roles how did you go about that what did you do uh, to gain, gain them
1: sure yeah <laughs> uh, that's that's an interesting story actually because you know how when we come to b school we always say that we, we have read newspapers oh yeah um 99 of 100 people didn't actually read it and i know this for (laughs) sure because i had so many people who were preparing with me and they didn't read my papers. um and same goes with me i think
0: i'll be again one of them
1: (laughs) yeah no No, i think i think it's 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 the short answer is that get on to reading because i think one skill that one one thing that you will not regret is your investment in reading that may mean that may mean anything. That may mean you purchasing a newspaper. That may mean you getting that monthly magazine. That may mean uh, subscribing to a digital subscription of an outside journal. Um, when I say outside, I mean outside India, like a different market journal. Um, that may also mean just buying a Kindle. That may mean getting a public library subscription, right? So one thing that I'm very fortunate for having been in, having been in the US for the past five years is public libraries here are amazing. Uh, you have a very good collection of books, not just physical books, but also ebooks. Um, I am an avid reader of Wall Street Journal. I, I read that newspaper. I also try to get my hands on New York Times whenever I can. Um, I try to read magazines. Every time I go on a work trip, that's that's what keeps me busy. I buy a magazine. I keep reading it. Uh, I, did I do this when I went to B-school? No, I did not. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> the second thing that i do is i've also i'm also trying to get better at reading books generally Uh, books i I like to read about corporate drama books so i i have i just finished a book about the uh, a book on uh, General electric the company uh which was interesting so i try to read that those kinds of books as well i like to read a lot more about philosophy and psychology as well so that's also something that i'm doing more uh, diligently much more than what i used to do before can i do better sure absolutely um so i think that's that's really what it is right and uh, reading 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 um the second thing that i would say is have a lot of conversations you know how right. you know it, it's b school i, I you, i'm sure you both are i mean i don't know you both but whatever then there, there must be a <laughs> party culture uh, you, you are you're probably having all those parties and whatnot sure have yeah, fun talk about talk about other stuff but find a way to have that have that conversation where it gets you thinking right it can be about current affairs it can be about politics it can be about business world it can be about i don't know uh, everyone is talking about ai right now so let's talk about ai right like what does it mean what do you know what ai is uh, start with those things even if you're not having that you know phd level conversation it at least exposes the gaps in your understanding and that will trigger you to read more, learn more, know more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, one of the things that I did out of passion, I always wanted to start a debate series. And I, back in 2019, I think, I started a debate series. Uh, my wife and I used to host uh, friends at home to have debates.
0: Really? Um, okay.
1: Yeah. And and really taking contentious topics, right? Topics that that we all sort of, I don't know, either we shy away from it because you find it a little bit too offensive or 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 you just feel you don't know enough about so i used to share preparation materials as well saying that hey read about you can read about xyz articles books and then come right. prepared and give the, i gave them time and and one thing that i ask people is to challenge others challenge their understanding challenge what they're saying because more often than not especially if you're having a debate and if you're starting statements like i think then it likely means that you don't know what you're saying, right? You're speaking intuition rather, but it's not backed by a fact. Sure, you can say what you think, but is it really backed by a study or a or a or a, or, a, or an inference that you got from a research that was done or whatever? Right? So, how much do you really know what you're saying? Um, and the more you start putting focus on that, you will build your curiosity, intellectual curiosity. You will start reading more. Right? So these these two things—it's almost like reading is input and that's where you get the knowledge and the other hand, when you start having these conversations that exposes your gaps, you also apply what you have read, but it also gives you more topics to read, right? So it becomes like a good feedback loop here. Uh, The the more you do this, the more, uh, the more you realize, um, how much more you need to know, how much more you have to uh, keep tap on what's happening uh, out there in the world.
0: Right. So while I think, um, we have one thing in common that is not really sure about what, at least for me, currently what I want for <laughs> my career. So yeah, I yeah. think as you mentioned, some way or the other we'll figure it out along the way. And with that, we come to the end of the episode with Mr. Balamuthu Krishnan. And I hope all the insights shared by him will be helpful to all of us going ahead in our MBA journeys. Stay tuned for the next episode.